2: It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin.
0: RW Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today.
2: Clues, underwear drawers, It's all got to go now.
0: Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows Me <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, Me Undies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me Activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundiescom roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in.
1: It's the Game of Roses. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the game, game of, of roses.
0: roses.
2: This, this is, is the Game of Roses. roses.
1: Welcome to, to the, the Game of, of
0: Roses. In this room, there is beauty and poise and intellect you've really inspired yeah. me oh, so,
1: that's so great.
0: i would like to propose the toast to all of you let the journey begin
2: welcome to game of roses this is pace case
0: this is golden bachelor clues you see what i've done there
2: Ooh, yes.
0: fun thank you um Tonight was outstanding. It was incredible.
2: I'm your golden bachelor, Bon Chance.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. We're off to a fucking flaming start. Okay, here we go. So I just wanted to say that if you have been thinking about maybe giving our Patreon a try at some point or coming back to the Patreon at some point, now is the time to do it. You get every episode that we ever record ad-free on that Patreon. You get our lives, you get our Digging Deepers, you get access to our Discord, and right now, you also get Clues Corner, which is me breaking down the current season of Love is Blind, the current season of America's Top Soldier Warriors, starring Nick Biao.
2: America's Most Beautiful Business Warrior.
0: America's Most Beautiful Business Warrior.
2: (laughs) Starring Nick Biao and Tyler Cameron. I'm doing that in Clues Corner. You have so many corners, you're like a... I can't help it. Dodecagon. There's so much going on right now.
0: I'm going to be doing Katie Thurston's Boy Island season as soon as that premieres as well. So well, jump into the pit with us. Uh, if you have been thinking about it, now is probably the time you're going to get the most bang for your buck out of it because there's just so much fucking happening in the world of reality TV right now. And I'm covering as much of it as I can. Literally after we get on recording this, I'm going to do the first episode of Love is Blind that's coming out tonight at midnight Oh uh, in that series. God. And the rest of them will all be done by the end of the weekend.
2: Clues, I hope you're taking a rest. Tonight
0: is the first day of the rest of my life. (laughs) And that's
2: true. I can't stop it. In honor of... I mean... Okay, wait. One more piece of business before we get into it. I'm just so excited. Of course. Um, We also have a new schedule. If you haven't noticed, this is our uh, episode breakdown of... First, Golden Bachelor, and then Bachelor in Paradise It is Friday when this is coming out. We are going to be doing our This Week in Bachelor Nations on Tuesdays. We have flipped our episode order Yes, for the week, and also the lives are before Golden Bachelor now on Thursdays.
0: Yes, lives, uh, which you can access through our Patreon, 4.30 p.m. PST every Thursday before the Golden Bachelor airs. And uh, like I said, we're going to have a new Digging Deep route this Monday, which is going to have a lot of crazy shit in it. There's all kinds of uh, stuff with Vial and grocery. You will enjoy it, I assure you. And like I said, Clues Corner is just popping off. You never know when some shit's going to pop out in Clues Corner. It's basically about every eight hours there's a new Clues Corner (laughs) popping up at
2: this point. Look, I'm not saying the volume of Clues Corners right now is a cry for help. But it's not not a cry for help.
0: (laughs) A cry for help. I need no help. It's an anti-cry for help. It's a cry for leave me alone. Let me live in my corner and do my dark deeds. (laughs) It's a cry for leave me alone. Okay. (laughs) It's a cry for I got this shit. I got clues corner on lock. All right. That's enough business. We have so much to cover. We're doing Golden Bachelor. We're doing Bachelor in Paradise. We're doing it all for you right now. And now. Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. All right. Golden Bachelor. Night one. Everything you see in tonight's episode is fucking history made. Everything you see. Every frame of everything. First fimp, first kiss, first everything, first limo exit, first last limo exit. It's all history. And we're witnessing it. First golden hearing aid is what we start with. Indeed. Well, we start with no intro. There is no tonight on The Golden Bachelor We get right into this, and this is something that is different producerially. We don't see this in the regular product. The first shot is this gorgeous drone shot of Los Angeles as the sun Mm -hmm. is setting. Some call this golden hour because that's what it is. There is not a fucking detail lost in this. Every shot it felt like was thought about, including this opening shot. How are they going to present this? It's the twilight of this man's life and of the day in Los Angeles. It's beautiful.
2: And we're in icon territory.
0: LA icon. Uh, We always are in icon territory with The Bachelor. And it also looks like they're using new cameras. This show had a definitely different and better updated look. I don't know if that's true. Okay. But it fucking looked like it to me.
2: Do we need to do a bird's eye view of our reactions? Clues and I, (laughs) as we often do, did the podcast before the podcast. Yeah. Can't be helped. Just some upfront thoughts. Are there different producers on Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise? Because what I saw first on Golden Bachelor was powerful. I cried three times. I thought it was magnificent. It was beyond my wildest dreams for what this could be. And then Bachelor in Paradise was... Below your most mild dreams. It was fine. (laughs) (laughs) It was a mild dream. You know, it was more like when you're not dreaming.
0: The dark. Uh, mini death of sleep that comes after a night of heavy drinking. It was something like that for me as well. To answer your question, are there different producers? Yes, there are. And it shows. What I think Golden Bachelor was.
2: What do you mean? You didn't want there to be hard eyes on top of uh, Patty James as she looks at Gary?
1: We're going
0: to get to Bachelor in Paradise. I appreciate some of the effort put into giving sparkle emojis to Jess Gerard as she's walking around and the hard eyes and shit. I appreciate the effort. It just was a mess, but we'll get to that. In Golden Bachelor. It
2: just was a mess. They...
0: Yeah, but they're trying shit.
2: It was such a tonnage. I couldn't <laughs> handle
1: it.
0: <laughs> well, also, and it's like cheap. It looks like an Instagram filter. It doesn't look like any care was taken in it. We will get to that, though. Golden Bachelor is the opposite. In my opinion, Golden Bachelor, again, in my opinion, just one man's opinion who has watched every frame of every piece of product made by this franchise. It is. <laughs> was the best product they have yet made. Tonight's episode was, in my opinion, a near perfect episode. It's it's the closest to a perfect mm-hmm. episode I've ever seen. There was only one thing in it that I was like, I know this is fucking is. stupid. What are you doing?
2: It's fucking chippy.
0: We're getting ahead of ourselves.
2: It's fucking chippy.
0: We're getting ahead of ourselves. But their hands were tied with that. That's ABC being like you're putting fucking chippy in this show it's abc you're doing chippy that's not nzk that's not the people producing the show they're like fuck we gotta throw chippy into this
2: fucking dumb thing okay so that was just like an ad
0: yes anyway let's get into this let's start this recap of what i believe is the greatest uh product ever made in bachelor history we see these first shots after the sunset shot. Uh, we've got Gary Button up his shirt in a bathroom. He puts in this golden hearing aid, puts on his bow tie, this charming upbeat, hopeful music with lyrics comes onto the fucking show. Already it feels like a kinetic show. This does not feel like yeah, an NZK I noticed show. The lyrics. Yeah. They they have upped their fucking game, and rightly so. They have to. Then we get our first dialogue. It is not DLP, it's Gary. I'm Gary. Tonight is the first day of the rest of my life. And it's beautiful. (laughs) I was married to my sweetheart for 43 years. The pace. We're a minute into this. We see the 43-year-old picture of his, his sweetheart. We get all these. He's playing his PTCs, The Tragic Turn, The dream house bought. immediate tear play from him in an ITM. He talks about the bacterial infection that escalated quickly and explains it's been six years since her death. No one can replace her. We see then Gary and his daughters, the granddaughters, giving him the okay to find the second love, to go on the second part of his life. He's narrating the whole thing in ITMs about how bad he wants another love. Boom, that logo comes on screen. This is how you fucking do it. We are in. We know everything we need to know about this guy. We've seen mm-hmm.
2: him. It's shot beautifully. We know everything. That's it. We're already emotional. We're already on board. We got the grandchildren blessing. We got the creature. It was so fucking well done. I, I really, my jaw
0: was on the fucking ground. I was like, why can't we get this in a main game? Why do we get the the dumb fucking goofy things, them joking around, fucking Zach Chowcross lifting weights while Sean Lowe's eating a sandwich? That ain't it. This is it. This is prestige. We care about these people because the show cares about them, or at least that's what's conveyed. Exactly.
2: It's a real person who's experiencing real life events that are making us emotionally connected yes. to him. He's producing tears immediate. Your bachelor is producing tears immediately. You're just so into it.
0: You're so invested in this guy. You want him to find love. In most cases, I don't give a fuck if the bachelor finds love. I do not care. In fact, I kind of <laughs> want
2: them not to really, that's not coming through.
0: <laughs> I'm watching it for the play. I'm like sucked into this shit. And it also, I think is because of their age, you're, you're like, maybe they're past giving a fuck about like what a 20 year old or a 30 year old really cares about when they come into this franchise is like, how do I extend my fame and make this a career? I don't think these people are looking at this as a career, maybe a second kind of, uh, you know, golden years of their life, like fun thing to do. But I don't think they're looking at it like I got to go in, get a million Instagram followers so that I don't have to fucking work for the rest of my life because they've already they're already retired. They don't give a
2: shit. That's what I I love. Like you see someone's job is written as like pickleball captain on their team or something. I love that so much. Uh, We see Gary doing these photo shoots and interviews. Also, by the way, what they're doing is very brave, like opening themselves up to this. So it's like it's much braver than a 25 year old going on the show. Um, We see Gary is talking to these locals, this running group, and look. Oh. I recognize that bridge, Minneapolis. A young woman at a carnival in a white tube top tells Gary that he will find his person. We see a family hug with the creature, and we see the players getting ready. They do the traditional inside the limo cheers, Gary performs some face play here. He blows up his cheeks in the car, getting ready as he sees DLP on that wet, wet driveway. And he rolls up his sleeves and he pulls out the most empathetic king we've ever seen in my life. Gary, how the heck you feeling? Putting my fingers together. I'm meeting the woman of my dreams. I hope I recognize her.
0: Yeah, and then the first <laughs> limo pulls up. Let the journey begin, and we cliffhang here. Now, let's just take some uh, stock of where we are. This is the first portion of Golden Bachelor. It ends here with the first limo pulling up, and we don't see the first player yet. This is all told about seven to ten minutes of uh, actual document. The mm-hmm. pacing of it is lightning quick. In a regular bachelor, your first two portions are blazed on introducing the bachelor and setting up little reels and whatever. Here, we're right into it. And they have to crowns because it's an hour. You've only got an hour with this, which means 45 minutes of actual program. You've got to make this quicker. I gotta say, this pace fucking works. Like, I don't know if you want to bring all the bachelor shows to an hour. Or if you want to extend Golden Bachelor to two hour, but I can tell you what you don't need. Two hours of Bachelor in Paradise after this. You don't need that. That, I think, is a mistake. If you have that three-hour block that's ordered by ABC, we want three hours of Bachelor product in this time slot, fine. Give us two hours of Golden Bachelor and one hour of Paradise. Because the way they got it mismanaged here, it's like, Paradise is, is just... There's a lot of air in that show that don't need to be there. There's a lot of people saying the same shit again and again and again and again. And you're like, I get it. She likes Avon, but she's got to go on a date with
2: Will. (laughs) Do we need to see 10 fucking minutes of people talking about this? We don't need Kylie to tell us she wants Avon to come 50 times. Uh, Another difference that I think is important in this pacing is that they did what they did for charity season, which is Mm -hmm. put the intro packages with the people as they're exiting the limo so that you don't need to repeat things so that you just have a one chunk of who this person is. We get portion two opening on our alpha limo exit and good freaking Lord, Edith is our alpha limo exit and she comes out in a stunning golden dress she looks like the cover of Golden Bachelorette, mm-hmm. and uh, Gary says we just made history.
0: Legacy. He understands.
2: And I thought, I thought this was going to be a Blandy, but she has a golden confetti popper to start the potty, the potty, and it takes two <laughs> get this potty started. But this
0: is there's a couple things to to note here. One, the Chiron simply says Edith 60. No location, no occupation. That is a break from tradition. We also see tradition. Did I say tradition? I meant tradic- mm-hmm. I meant tradition. <laughs> my apologies. Um, and these these confetti poppers and the gold dress. This is all producer facilitated. They have designed this for her. They said, you're going to wear this dress. You're going to take these golden confetti poppers. You're going to pop the golden confetti. That's how we're starting this show off. And Mm -hmm. I got to say, I fucking loved it. It's not a grandy. It's not anything crazy. It's not a taut. It's not a fool edit. It is prestige. It is treating this uh, product with the respect it deserves. It's in thematic line with the product. It's all, all gold, everything. It uh, has a New Year's kind of vibe to it. The gold confetti. It was just great. It was like the exact right tone. It's exactly how you start the limo exits. And now let's see what comes
2: next. Yeah. The respect thing is big. I agree. Because you're watching Golden Bachelor, you're like, oh, the people making the show respect all of the people who are on the show. I didn't feel like they were like mocking anyone. And then you watch Bachelor in Paradise, and you're like... It's all it is. Oh, they're like... <laughs>
0: There, we'll it's, get to Paradise. There were some yeah. little...
2: Everyone. Even Rachel fucking Reckia. They're mocking Rachel Reckia. How dare you? Anyway, second limo exit <laughs> is Ellen. And this is... Um, we see her intro. She gets the first intro. And she plays a PTC in this intro that her friend has... Roberta has this illness. Um, we see her playing pickleball and she reminds me of Ramona from yeah. Real Housewives of New York and i i i see i see strong i see a strong run for ellen <laughs> if not ring winner
0: oh for sure well at the end of this episode there was a card at the end of it roberta i guess has passed away since the shooting of this and this whole season is dedicated to Roberta so there's a PTC woven into mm-hmm. the actual presentation of the document here i agree with you i think she's going to have a deep run but this was a fantastic standy and it it lends weight to this That, like these people, because of their age, they are in situations with their friends or family or whatever the the thing may be that are fucking serious, that have gravity, and they are treated that way by the show. We then get Sandra, 75, says she's nervous, has this Zen practice that she likes to do. (laughs) She starts taking deep breaths. And I guess it's saying, fuck this shit, or I don't know what she's saying. She's saying some cussing
2: they posted the real video
0: oh did they really
2: but she's saying something with cursing in it that they're bleeping out this was one of my favorite limo exits. absolutely there were so many good limo exits oh my god she gets the second intro package she likes f words she plays pool she catches a football and she wants intimacy with a guy very free spirit and she has guns yeah arm guns fourth limo exit I laughed out loud. It was fantastic. This is a grandma taught by Leslie freaking FEMA. She was in my top four from the Instagrams. And I am glad I put her there because she is a star powerhouse. She's like, do I look like I need help? As she rips off this grandma taught revealing she's a hot, sexy lady in a mini dress. And she gets the third intro package She's under a bridge that I walk by every day, Clues. I feel like it's fate. And I'm going to find the one that she's paddleboarding under with a dog. Uh, She's teaching dance to a child army. She's playing basketball with some kids. She's been married twice for seven years. And she dated Prince. I love this reveal. Minneapolis legend, and he wrote Sexy Dancer about her. And when she found out Gary was The Bachelor, she said, move over, bitches. And in her limo exit, she does a little dance with him.
0: Yeah, it was a great limo exit. She made a very huge impression, very funny, uh, got him to dance, taught It Takes Two. Then we get a series of blandies in quick succession and a little montage. Um, We see the only one that kind of breaks it up is Natasha, 60, doing some dancing. We see Pamela ask him to close his eyes. Then she kisses him on the cheek. We see uh, Nancy 60 shows him her own hearing aid. This is what I call the standy prop play. Very nice. Uh, connecting with him on that level. And then we get our first shots in the house. All right. Now, traditionally, these shots, when you do it on the normal show, it's all the women kind of sizing each other up who have made it in the house so far. All the players, if it's a, a bachelorette season, if it's all the men. Um, And talking about how attractive the lead is. Here, it's the same thing. The women are talking about how crazy it is to be there and how handsome Gary is. Standard bachelor shots and format. Leslie gets some colorful narration here in an ITM explaining that all of them are breaking the norms for what a senior looks or acts like. And then we... uh. Come out off of the
2: the thesis of the show. It
0: basically is the thesis of the show, which is fantastic. I I just think the show is going to be gigantic on network TV because it is appealing directly to the people who watch network TV. Everybody at home who still has network TV is roughly this age and is like loving this shit. I'm not even this fucking age, and I'm loving this shit, and I don't even have network TV. Then we get Teresa,
2: and I'm very not even this age, and I'm loving it. <laughs>
0: You'll be this age eventually. (laughs) Teresa, 70, is our next level exit. She comes out and she says, I have a birthday tonight, so why not come in my birthday suit? She starts stripping down. She flashes him, and we cliffhang as he's looking at what might be her nude body, uh, as she's exposing herself to him, we come back into portion three, picking up where we left off. She had on a a little slip or something under this. She wasn't completely nude. She says she has six grandkids. We cut to her intro reel. She's gardening, playing with her grandkids. She has so much more uh, life to live, nine years since the death of her husband, and she wants to be in love again. We see a kiss here. She leans in and gives him a kiss on the lips. I don't think this is... A, I don't think we count this.
2: I'm, I... I don't know.
0: I can't count it.
2: I kind of think we do because we count. But the thing is, we count kisses in like a telenovela.
0: But I can't count this as the first kiss in Golden Bachelor history. I simply can't do it. I won't do it. I appreciate the effort, Teresa.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: But uh, this is something I feel like if a kiss is part of a limo exit and it's, it's not forced per se, but like.
2: They always feel forced.
0: <laughs> it's not like Gary couldn't get out of that. Like, what if Gary had like recoiled from it? Yeah. You know, you can't. So yeah. he is trapped there a little bit by this. I just don't feel that it's like, it's not the same. It's not the same as what happens later.
2: Trap kisses. Don't count. Right. Okay. I'm striking it from the books.
0: I mean, it is a kiss. Definitely put kiss. Oh
2: God. Okay. I'm putting it back. In. It doesn't
0: count for stats. It doesn't count for stats. It
2: doesn't count for first kiss, but it counts as a kiss. That's right. Because it's broken the touch beard. He says through closed mouth. I'm so sorry. But we have to count it. (laughs) The lips touched. Okay. April. (laughs) April, one of our favorites from the Instagram (laughs) breakdown, brings in a prop basket and she says, I got she does the I got my eyes on you, gesture. And we see her intro package number five. And she is getting kind of a weirdo, colorful narrator uh edit she grew up on a farm with chickens and she does this line uh the the standee line i my eggs are still very fresh
0: (laughs) and gary loves it gary fucking busts up when she says that gary's about to fucking vomit he's laughing so hard (laughs) she has this motherfucker wrapped up Great play here. And (laughs) when we see in her intro reel that she's walking around with these chickens and these ducks, these chickens were my (laughs) creature of the week. (laughs) Ain't ain't nothing better than seeing the fucking creature in your intro reel. And then you've got a fucking standy prop based on that creature which is her chicken eggs in the basket. Beautiful play here by the chickens.
2: These chickens that inspired April's standee and made her do a chicken dance in which she makes a chicken noise and then slaps her own ass was also my ah! <laughs> ah! Creature of the week. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Ugh, Love this little like
0: that. This is something subtle but it must be noted. They laid like chicken noises over her doing that dance Little so like burr, 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 like they sweetened it.
2: Oh she wasn't making the noise.
0: No and then they put a slapping noise when she slapped her ass. This doesn't mock her hmm. and this is a subtle line and it's a hard thing to do. It enhances what she's doing. They are supporting the comedic effect of what she's trying to do and it works. You watch something like this in Paradise, and it's the exact opposite. They do it in a way that makes the person look stupid. Here, it is doing a way, doing it in a way that elevates the comedy.
2: Yeah, they put a little gif of the chicken taking a shit.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I thought it was beautiful. Then she kisses him on the lips as she ITMs, how far will you get what you want?
2: Is that a kiss? What?
0: I mean, technically...
2: Is that just what you do when you turn 60? You're just like, we're not, we're going straight live.
0: You're just like, fuck this yeah. shit. Uh, she comes to the house. Then <laughs> April meets all the other women. She does her chicken clucks for the women. And we get an ITM from someone saying that everyone is trying to get his attention. We then see Renee, 67, in the 15th limo exit.
2: Perform your limo exit for the rest of the people. Get it in the document twice.
0: We see Renee here. Uh, this is sweet numbs friend, the other Chicago honey bear. She comes out of the limo doing a cheer with pom pom. She's in a tot, like in a cheerleader kind of track suit type thing. And, uh, she says, Gary, Gary, you're my man looking golden with that tan. Hope to bring you lots of luck. Cause I'm the girl you want to. Mary, this fucking slays him again. This motherfucker's on the ground laughing at this shit. Slayed me. Yeah, it was very good. Very well done. Unfortunately, not enough.
2: Gary is so wholesome, laughing so hard at all these things. I love it.
0: I do, too. Uh, Then we see Maria gets him to dance in an It it Takes Two. Anna has um, an idea because they're adventurous. She pulls him away toward a car. This is an It Takes Two. We don't see where that goes. Then we see, I believe it's Kathy in the blue dress tming that all these women think they're the one. Unfortunately, they don't know she's the one. Susan then comes out. She's the Kris Jenner lookalike. Gary, I'm going to marry you. Then says, you see these heels? I'm very comfortable with six inches. (laughs) Gary, again, loses (laughs) his shit at this. Any of these like kind of blue humor (laughs) things. Gary's fucking way into it. Then we get some shots in the house. The women are all laughing, having fun. There's no sense of dread or fear here, I wrote, or competition. It's immediately lighter and more fun than any season we have ever seen.
2: We get this ITM. I think this is from Maria. She says, I love all the dresses and all the different energies and all the fun things that you know women like yeah. to do to be on display. It was so wholesome. It was emphasizing the sisterhood, which They've been promoting it to kind of look like this group becomes a sisterhood. And this was something that I know I love to see in the house as opposed to, you know, totally (laughs) nightmare upon nightmare. Absolutely.
0: I completely fucking agree. And I mean, we're going to get to it. There's one thing that happens later in here that I was like, I can't believe this is happening and I can't believe it's done well and I can't believe I like it. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it. Uh, Patty James is our next limo exit, limo exit number 19. This is Matt James' mom, of course. She says her son was on The Bachelor and found love, so it's proof of the process. This is a standee. Then we get Sylvia. Uh, heard his crush was Penelope Cruz. She says, here I am. That's a standy. And then we get Jeannie 65, says her mom at the age of 70 found love and married, so she thinks it can happen for them. That's a standy. Then we get limo exit number twenty-two.
2: What? I thought this was a blandy. How's that funny? Uh,
0: it doesn't have to be funny. It's just like a pre-canned line. I felt like anything that's like pre-written beyond "Hi, my name is, mm. good to meet you." I don't know. We can mm. we can argue the minutiae yeah. of that later, I suppose. But uh,
2: no, I'll just give it to you. Speed agreement. Oh, thank you. <laughs> then our
0: our twenty-second limo exit is Conchetta Chippy aunt chippy from jimmy kimmel jimmy kimmel's aunt 84 before she gets a limo, she's you can hear her saying are we there yet i'll see you in hell she comes out gives gary a hug and says he must be lying about his age she says her nephew's jimmy kimmel and he laughs at that she wanted to meet him so it was an abc setup chippy is there for comedic relief uh i wrote not necessary this is a bit and a bad one at that it's a standee and it was my Error, 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 error of the ga- game. And Chippy was also my... Jorge, Jorge,
1: Jorge, Jorge
0: Moreno, bystander of the week. two things happened for me with chippy one i was like this is a fucking rocket to the moon and chippy is like nope i'm gonna blow up your rocket this idea was bad Mm -hmm. and it was uncharacteristically so i believe abc forced chippy to be a part of this i can't imagine producers would have wanted it it takes away the prestige it takes away the idea that you value these people's time at all it's a fucking dumb joke it never works she's never used in the show and I felt bad for Chippy because I bet she didn't want to fucking be there either.
2: It's this moment is bad and the rest of the Chippy moments are bad and a nightmare. And that's why it was also my (laughs) error, 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 error of the game. I, I get that this is like a baked in ad kind of thing, but it wasn't funny it implies like what she obviously doesn't belong there because she's like a larger person or something or like crasser, but we've already made this whole thing about how Sandra is crass. I, I just felt like it was the one like blip on a pretty perfect premiere. I'm
0: telling you, if Chippy is not in this episode, this is a perfect night one, which has never happened in the history of the show. Chippy is the only thing holding it back from that. But it was a big misstep because there's a lot of planning and organization that goes into this. This is a decision a decision that was made at the network level, told to the producers, you have to fucking find a way. Chippy's going to come out of a goddamn limo. And that's it. And they're like, fuck, I guess we have to do this. So they throw her in at almost the very end. But the final limo exit is Faith 61 it's a Grandy and a beautiful Grandy at that she oh, rides it on a fucking motorcycle
2: gorgeous
0: full motorcycle helmet jacket she gets off the the motorcycle she says she's proof that you can live fast and not die young and she'll be the ride of his life she shakes her hair Good out line. in slow motion and then we get her intro reel calling herself a fun monger and talks about being married for 21 years and divorced in 2005 and uh, it, this limo it was just fantastic absolutely fantastic Standy Grandy taught and um, then the women in the house, I'll talk about how inspiring it is to be around each other. Very uplifting, empowering. It's about the women here as much as it is about Gary. Mm-hmm. Very well done, in my opinion. Something you don't see in the normal game. You don't get the, generally speaking, in the normal game, you get the women talking about how nervous they are and how uh, the competition is starting to heat up. And mm-hmm. it's, it's making them all nervous. And will they get time to talk and all that? Here, it's the opposite.
2: Gary, we see Gary talk with DLP briefly, and he says, my life got a lot brighter. So wholesome. And then we see Ellen inside. Cheers to another good decade of really good love. Ellen is, like, coming with the lines. I was like, is she, like, is she ring winner? Is she next crown? She's definitely popping for me in this episode. Portion three, we have... Susan says he has a good sense of humor and I made him laugh. Genie ITMs. The women are smart, witty, gorgeous. Let the games begin. Yes. We have this DLP and Gary conversation. Gary talks about how he loves when the smile gets up to the eyes. And DLP says you can't fabricate that. (laughs) A defense of a question that wasn't
0: Yeah, nobody, nobody was... So what are you saying? In all the other shows, everything else is fabricated? Yep, that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, but a nice little moment between them.
2: Yeah, then Gary does his uh, signature line. Bon chance as he disappears into the house from DLP. We see Teresa is the first responder with the drink. And Gary does this this inauguration speech. Yeah. He says, get comfy. I'm, I, I'm way more nervous about this speech than any I've ever had before. I thought I had this nailed, but then I met all of you, beauty, poise, intellect. You've inspired me. He's on the verge of tears here. He toast to them all. I, I loved this inauguration speech.
0: And, he toasted, he ended the toast saying, let the journey begin these canned lines that have become so rote in the history of The Bachelor that you know the mm-hmm. producers put them up to and they have to say it. When he says it, it's like, it's so new. It's fresh. You fucking believe it again.
2: It's new. It feels real. Yeah, you believe it.
0: It's fantastic. I, it, it just is breathing life into the game in a way that I don't think anything else could. And uh, then we get Teresa ITMing smiling more than she has in a long time, she says. And she needs to talk to him. But April pulls him first. <laughs> immediately and some of the other players are making jokes about her having said she never saw the show there's like some rivalry kind of already brewing there's some talk about like the the idea that that some of these women are students of the game and some are not is starting to be presented now
2: april's never seen the show what does she do in the 101 time
0: (laughs) yeah she has a calendar she cringles him a calendar where every month in it is april And she tells him uh, she's a therapist, all these Photoshop pictures of her like in space, flying around, whatever. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing.
2: You know what? Fuck it. April cringling the calendar was my play, 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 play of the game. I have another one, but I think... This made me laugh so yeah. hard. It's one of my favorite crinkles. It's exactly the tone you want for night one. Yep. It like, lets you know more about the person, but it's still lighthearted.
0: And there's a confidence in it. Like It it really was a perfect play.
2: It leads into this conversation about she's mystical, but she's a therapist. He's like, oh, are you analyzing me? And she's like, yeah, you're a nice guy. Uh. It was great. Wait, they kiss.
0: Did they? Maybe if they did, I missed it. I must have been typing.
2: I have a kiss here. Is this the first ki- April kiss? April gets the first kiss? I don't know. I don't I have
0: it down to something else.
2: Hmm. Okay, we're gonna have to go back to the document. Uh she talks about how she's finding who she was before she was a caretaker and a matriarch. I just like
0: I know. I know.
2: It's I just want all of these people to find love so much. And I haven't felt that watching a bachelor show in a while. I'm
0: literally like at the end of this they should just open a new streaming channel called The Golden Bachelorette and every one of these women should have their own season of The Bachelorette running simultaneously. Oh my
2: God, it's, that's so wholesome clues.
0: But it's what you want to see because they're, like yeah. you're saying, all of their stories are so genuine. They seem like fun, funny, interesting people and I don't want to see any of them get kicked off. I want to see what all of no. them can do in late phase gameplay. I want to see what all of them could do as crowns. No,
2: in fact, I was upset about some of the cuts.
0: Oh, fuck. Sweet Numb's buddy?
2: Sweet Numb's buddy. Patty fucking James? Are you kidding me?
0: I know. A night one girl, Patty James.
2: Are you kidding me? The disrespect. Okay, there were two errors. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Talk about disrespect, Olivia. This is this is actual disrespect.
0: Yeah. Uh, we see some other women are having a girl chat about turtling fears we see some one-on-one time with Ellen she's a believer in finding love he says he never gives up she hints at her PTC with Roberta and says that Roberta tells her also to never give up Gary says he has his attention she has his attention sorry and she ITMs that this is the best day of her life in so long she's so happy we see one-on-one time with Natasha she leads him in a laugh-along exercise which I thought was very good Uh, she talks about how he's in good shape and won't need to be resuscitated if they get intimate
2: I fucking thought that was great and funny. Yes. Oh, I love that there's so many uh, sex references in this episode.
0: It's just laden with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see one-on-one time with Sandra. She's talking about the chant that she did with the cursing in the beginning. And then a bug comes and she gets scared of that. She, ITM being attracted to him. We get uh, Marina joking about youth slang with him. We get Susan bonding over, liking the song at last.
2: Wait, did we skip Ellen? When Ellen ITMs that she felt like she hit the moon, she hasn't felt this getting exciting years. It was the best day of her life in so long. I cried. That was my yeah. first cry.
0: No, it's great. And I mean, that's a part of this too that you think, or you, you can really genuinely feel like this experience for them, whether they find love or not, just getting to do this is life changing for them, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic, obviously. Um, then we see. Susan bonding with him over At Last by Etta James being among their favorite songs. Then we see one-on-one time with Faith. She has a full-ass fucking guitar. She came to play this game. She explains that he calmed her down in her limo exit, and Gary tells her she's attractive. You're very attractive, and now you're going to play a song for me, old boy. And she asks him what (laughs) he wants his next 30 years to look like. 30 years? 103? I don't know about all that, but she starts throwing hardcore gaze play at this man, Grazia Day style.
1: This is a gaze
0: player. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And he fucking returns the gaze. We've got a gaze duel here, a standoff of power gazes, and it works in her favor. We'll see later, of course. A great one on one time. We then see one-on-one time with Leslie. He likes her dress. He ITMs that they're all elegant, poised, and youthful, and they dance here. This leads into a whole fucking eruption of all players and Gary dancing in a fucking dance party in the living room of Villa de la Vina. And this shit isn't corny. This shit isn't stupid. It's not forced. They are all having a fucking blast. I hate dancing. I fucking hate it. I wanted to be there. I wanted to dance with them. (laughs) That's how good this shit is. I'm watching it like, oh, my God. That looks like the most fun place on planet fucking Earth. Uh,
2: Unreal. Absolutely unreal. Well, that's why Leslie Fima leading the dance party was also my... Play, 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 play of the game. This is like, for me, the face play in the Bachelor in Paradise episode. Really hard to decide. Oh, God. Okay, I have to pick one. Okay, I'm going with the dance party. I'm sorry. Because the dance party was just something that I had never never seen, never uh, never even knew that I should have been dreaming of. Same. It was
0: totally unexpected
2: for me. And, and just, I, again,
0: couldn't all, believe
2: the, the tone of it
0: was so fucking sincere and it didn't come across oh. as stupid or corny or forced. It It just really looks natural. And like they all were fucking having a blast. And it's just that moment yeah. of like you can feel it. They're all in there. Gary, all the women, they're all kind of nervous. They're all kind of like, fuck, what did I get myself into? That must be a little bit in your head when you're like into the shooting of it now and you're like is this going to turn out okay and then fuck it we're all going to release that stress and that anxiety we're just going to fucking dance and have fun we are all here for each other nobody's here to try and Mm -hmm. fucking make your life worse we all understand this is a great experience let's celebrate it that is what that felt like and it was presented properly it, it was just so fucking yeah. well done. It was so well done. If this shit don't get an Emmy, if Golden Bachelor don't get a fucking Emmy this year, somebody fucked up something somewhere.
2: I agree. This dance produced my second tears of, of the one hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, congratulations.
0: Uh, Gary ends this segment by ITMing that his forever partner is in the room tonight. This is a, my wife is in the room tonight portion five begins upbeat music as we come back the women compliment each other uplifting excitement susan itms that the women are a delight but she's there for one reason dlp then brings in the fimp on a golden tray someone says out loud the first impression rose Teresa has to explain what the fimp is to some of the other players uh saying this is the rose that he gives to the woman he's most impressed with this is not true it actually goes to the woman the producers want to have uh acquire it for any number of reasons to paint a target on your back, to give you front runner status to whatever
1: mm-hmm. the
0: turtles here, express concern about not getting time. Joan ITMs that the FIMP makes it harder getting time, making an impression. Then we get someone on one time with various players. We see some basketball in a driveway. We see Jeannie is cringling him a genie lamp. <laughs> she says, we'll grant him a wish. We see Joan ITMing that the FIMP is the first Rose. Ever from the Golden Bachelor. She understands the history being made here. Teresa ITMs that every woman comes away from speaking with him feeling great, and she wants that attention, wants to stay. And then we see one on one time with Teresa. <clears throat> they joke about her birthday suit, Todd. She says her daughter wrote something to her and she wants to read it to him. This is a player who is coming to play. You do this birthday suit taught this joke. Now you've got this an object you brought in a note that your uh, daughter wrote. She reads it. Um, it's funny. Uh, it's about getting food in her teeth, but it's also kind of sweet. Gary says it sounds like your daughters are like my daughters. And I've got some daughters for you. Yeah, this is mirror daughter play. Mirror uh, progeny play here. Gary says I have something for you. Now, this is, of course, producer planned. Nonetheless, Mm -hmm. in cases like this, it's about the presentation. This didn't feel like the producers were there. It felt like this was something he was doing of his own accord. He comes back. He's got a cupcake with a 70-year-old candle in it. This is a little bit of torture. I'm sure she thought he was going to get the fimp
1: to give it to him. I know. It's torture.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gary, you fucked up a little bit there, Gary. But nonetheless, it turns out a sweet moment. He says, oh, if I eat this, if I take a bite of it, I'm going to get frosting all over my mouth. Will you help me? He's Kermit the Frog. (laughs) He is! And she's like, yeah, I'll help you clean it off. Good play there. And he takes a bite. He gets frosting on his mouth, and then Amazing. Teresa leans in and makes out with him cleaning the frosting from his mouth with her own mouth, and this was my Play, Play 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 of the such a strong play they're serving it up to you he's gonna eat this fucking cupcake and he's gonna get frosting on his lips and you're gonna lick it off yes or no and she does the right thing here Yes, she does not squander this opportunity given to her by the producers. Mm -mm. She's on a grand stage and she hits a fucking home run here. Absolutely fantastic. Uh,
2: I think she's going to be a strong player
0: this entire
1: season.
2: When you described this, it made me remember the April kiss, which was just a quick peck on the lips as she was leaving. I'm not counting that as the first kiss. So I'm giving first kiss of the night to Teresa.
0: Thank you very much. You know what this gave me? This gave Corinne Olympios Whipped cream makeout with Nick Vial in uh, season twenty one of the Bachelor. To me,
2: you think we're gonna see Gary lick some tit?
0: Hey, what <laughs> did he do that? Did Vial do that? Oh
2: fuck, that's right.
0: Well, not. I mean, it was just kind of on her collarbone area. Maybe. Who the fuck knows?
2: I'm sorry, that was a Love Island UK reference. <laughs> Yeah, I looked a, a little or whatever.
0: He wishes her a happy birthday. It <laughs> says he feels like he's the one who got the present. She itms that it's been an amazing 70th birthday, and she would be surprised if she doesn't get the fimp. We know that means she's not going to get it. Gary comes back uh, to the fimp room. He takes the fimp out of the room. Everybody looks dejected and sad. This part you can't change. No matter how you're presenting it, no matter who the players are, this part you can't change. Nobody likes to see him pick up the fimp and walk somewhere else. He pulls Faith. The other women watch. See. And uh, this is the first time we see them all a little crestfallen. It's sad here. Not like in the regular game, uh, which in the regular game, people get mad about it almost here. It's just kind of like, well, shit, I didn't get it. We see then one-on-one time with faith. And he says, this is the first Rose. I'll hand out. You made this impression, not because of the song or the motorcycle, but because of what you're doing right now, making me feel special. Grazie
2: a day play the gaze.
0: It's the fucking power of the gaze. And I don't know if we're in the gaze era or what, but fucking take notes, future players. You've got a gaze player as your fucking bachelor, and you've got a gaze player winning the first rose in the history of fucking Golden Bachelor off of a goddamn gaze. I don't, again, I don't know that we're technically in a gaze era, but right now that play has a lot of weight. It's a strategy that's working very well. It's kind of like when Steph Curry fucking started shooting lights out three pointers and he changed the way the NBA works. He changed the way teams are structured because he was so good at that strategy. We're seeing that now happen. I think in bachelor, I think gaze plays coming up. You have to be able to do it now.
2: You know, eye contact is powerful. We've seen it in the parasocial gaze for years now. And it's definitely something that they emphasize in love Island. They're like, Oh yeah, good eye contact. So this is something players should Mm -hmm. be practicing before they go in. Staring contests.
0: Absolutely. Stare at yourself in the mirror. And if you can go an hour without blinking, you might have a shot in the modern game. Now, what happens as a result of this is we see some of the other players are forced to do a peeping Tom here. They're watching as Faith is now making out with him because he gave her the film. And uh, we see Kathy in her blue dress just fucking mouth open, eyes not happy. And this was my... Face p- p- play of the g- g- game. We have full eye aperture, eyebrows raised as far as they can go, downturned mouth. This is shock. This is unhappiness, pure emotion here, hiding nothing.
2: Fantastic face play, Kathy. You know, I'm going to give, I didn't track the face play as much during Golden Bachelor because there was so much going on. But I'm going to give my face play to the one I noticed. Then that's why Gary won my face p- p- play of the g- g- game. Big old cheeks when he was getting ready for.
0: He had some good face play during the dance party, too. He had a good, like, kind of serious <gasps> dance face.
2: His dance was incredible. Yeah. I loved it. Oh my God. I agree. I just feel I mean, this is a comment for the end of this episode, but I feel so much so excited for this season, like more than I have it in years.
0: It's the best product the Bachelor franchise has ever made ever. I'm talking about this in my mind, at least right now, is the greatest night one I've ever seen, not necessarily because Mm -hmm. of like lights out play but just in terms of the presentation and what is set up tonight is like i'm watch i am fucking ravenous for the rest of these episodes yeah.
2: these characters the emotional stories how they're going to handle certain things i i Absolutely. just can't wait and and i was surprised and delighted by so many different things yes one thing i wasn't surprised and delighted by chippy is asleep They're trying to just do this bit about Chippy yeah, as if Chippy Chippy is a real player and as if Chippy is Corina Olympios who slept through a rose ceremony. You know,
0: Chippy did, I would say, probably three to four hours worth of some kind of comedic bit that just, rightly so, they left it on the cutting room floor. I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. ABC was like, Chippy has to be in this, and they did the best they could to carve it down to the minimum amount, and this is what we got from it. But this portion ends with April having a funny ITM that says... Uh, she goes, if this hen doesn't get a rose tonight, there's going to be hell in the hen house. She's keeping up with this farm chicken egg type deal. Then we have our portion six here is the rose ceremony. Day is breaking on Villa de Lavina, And Gary comes in as the women are on the risers. He says he's grateful they're all there. He started the journey with him and he knows it's working because he felt connections. But uh, this rose ceremony is something he's dreaded for many months, knowing they're all wonderful. But he has to send them home. You never hear a Bachelor on night one say, I've dreaded this night for many months. As it gets deeper into the game, they'll be like, this is getting harder and harder. Hardest decision mm-hmm. I've ever had to make. They don't give a fuck about night one. So we see the rose ceremony.
2: Gary does. Gary Gary gaffes, Gives a fuck.
0: Seems to. Ellen gets the first first flower in Golden Bachelor history. Then we get Teresa, Joan, Natasha, Leslie, Christina, Edith, Nancy, April, Sandra, or Sandra, sorry. And then we see Kathy I <laughs> how she's trying to gaze play him into giving her a fucking rose. I like that. I've been staring at him all night and we see indeed she does get it. <laughs> Jeannie, and Kathy, Susan, ITM's being nervous, Marina, and then Peggy, and then DOP comes out uh, and says, this is the final rose this morning. He dark touches Gary.
2: First golden dark touch.
0: Yeah, it was. And then Mad James' mom and Sweet Numb's best friend are among the first seven golden night one girls in the history of the game. And uh, those that remain, cheers.
2: I thought Patty James would have a hometown date. How could Me you too. night one Patty James? I think that's so disrespectful.
0: I think it is too, but I think it. I, she may just be like a bad player. She may be giving them nothing. Yeah. And they're like, fuck, we can't do anything with this, unfortunately. Nonetheless, we get Gary here ITMing. 16 beautiful poise, elegant women. I'm looking to get uh, to the next layer with them. He wants to find his forever partner, and he's hopeful. This season on The Golden Bachelor, we get our first promo here. Uh, and it looks absolutely fucking insane the whole promo is set to journey's classic don't stop believing we get helicopters yachts making out atvs hot tubs amusement parks fireworks love level threes tears falling in love with more than one person he's breaking hearts don't have the connections uh that i have with other people teresa looks that she's maybe getting dumped here he's feeling like he felt when his wife passed away he said the the pain he's feeling now is a close second PTCs are remembered. We got diners, a a full dance number, hot air balloons, a level before waterfall, more level before fairy tales, final rose ceremonies. Here's to a long life together. It looks fucking absolutely insane. It looks like even despite the presentation of this, still we are going to get the core things that make this format great, which is falling in love with multiple people, having to make these hard breakup decisions and uh, all that will come with that. And then we get this Tag, which is Chippy, asleep, uh, just so dumb,
2: and no one cares. Chippy was also my Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. week, 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 week.
1: <laughs>
2: okay, I guess. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> I I felt bad for Chippy. I felt like Chippy was, was Chippy or the Child Army forced into this. But um, my overall thoughts here were, oh, and then at the very end, we get a tag that Roberta uh, Zachter has died this year and the whole season is dedicated to her. And again, it must have been recently because this just ended shooting like a month ago. But my overall thoughts of this historic first episode of Golden Bachelor, absolutely fucking blown away.
2: Oh, that was my third tears.
0: Yeah. The the in-memoriam card. Mm-hmm. yeah it was very very touching but um, I was absolutely blown away by this it is better than I could have possibly imagined at least on night mm-hmm. one I remained cautiously optimistic after charities night one of Bachelor at season 20 I do the same here but I think we are in for something very special here I think this is a new era of the franchise generally that is going to ride mm-hmm. on the back of this season I think Gary Turner's become massively famous over the course of the next two months um, mm-hmm. the show looks great it sounded great It just felt like there was an attention to detail and presentation that has not yet existed in the modern franchise. Certainly not in the past three to four years.
2: A hundred percent. I can't believe I cried three times in one hour. I feel like it's only going to get worse as I get more emotionally invested in all of these (laughs) people.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. It's going to get way worse. When he has to fucking start breaking up with people after
2: hometowns and shit, after he meets their fucking kids. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. And like he is so wholesome. He's such a good choice for yeah. this. Like he is lifting all of the players up and like that's what you want. You want them all to shine like like what you're saying. I'm now sad that we don't have yeah. a golden bachelorette season for each of them. Yes, I 100% fucking agree.
0: I wish that they could do that.
2: They all deserve it. I hope they do golden bachelor in paradise. It'll be better than next up. <laughs> I was
0: going to say producers if you're listening, but I'm going to say this instead. ABC, Mm. if you're listening, I know that this requires some work and it it may be beyond the scope at this point, but what you need to do is recut some of your Golden Bachelor episodes, however many you can get to, make them two hours, cut Bachelor in Paradise to one. That's what you need to do. Uh, I don't know how else to express this to you because Golden Bachelor is going to be a ratings juggernaut and you're going to have a drop-off of at least 50% in the ratings when you get to Paradise, at least. I I just don't think it's going to hold that audience. So if you want to make your money, you need to extend Golden Bachelor. Give us more of that and less of Paradise. Um, Everyone will thank you for that. It is the correct decision. I know you made a scheduling decision to change Charity Lawson's time slot. This is a little more involved. Uh, It doesn't require changing time slots per se, it just requires re-editing as many episodes of Golden Bachelor as you can. Maybe you could make this change mid-season, episode five or six or something like that. And I know that's burning the midnight oil for everybody working on the show and all the post-production. I know that sucks, but I'm telling you, this show is the show. But
2: think about how much you'll save in post by cutting half of those visual effects.
0: <laughs> those visual effects were done on somebody's phone. I don't think they're, <laughs> they're paying too much money. But uh, <laughs> all right, so we got to get into it now. Let's um, let's get into our next uh, break down, we literally fucking said we were going to do 30 minutes on this. That was an hour. All right. We're going to try to truncate Bachelor in Paradise, though. There was a lot of it that I feel like doesn't really need to be fucking really scrutinized detail by detail. Here we go. Bachelor in Paradise, episode number one, season nine.
1: Welcome back to the dramatic
0: season premiere of Bachelor in Paradise. Ready for the romance? How about the heartbreak? Are you ready for the happy tears and the sad tears? I know I am. So just who will find love and who will leave here devastated and alone?
1: About to find out. You ready? Because the beach is over.
0: We start out this episode with some bustling shots of New York. I don't know what city this is. I don't think it was New York. But we then hear the first notes mm. of a song. Do you know this song?
2: Um... I said, people dancing, getting ready. And then I said, in bathing suits, Rocky, question mark.
0: Okay. I rest my case, Your Honor. That's all from me. (laughs) Okay. This song is called What a Feeling. It was was done by a singer named Irene Cara and made famous on the soundtrack of a movie from 1983 called Flashdance. It was a huge movie in 1983 starring Jennifer Beals. But again, 1983- This is a 40-year-old movie that they are trying
2: to... I knew it was old. I knew it was old, so I really thought maybe it was Rocky, but Nightmare. A nightmare choice.
0: Well, it's just the wrong choice. Look, I have very mixed feelings about this. No,
2: it's a nightmare. It's so old. Is that like trying to get the people from Golden Bachelor into this or something? It feels more like Old Guard. Oh, let's do like fucking old-ass references.
0: It's a complete misunderstanding of the audience. They also do a very weird thing graphically here where you get a black screen with the word paradise in this kind of gothic ser- serif font, all caps, scrolling across the screen as almost like hellish mm. in some way. And I don't quite understand why they're doing that here. It's it's tonally very off. But then we cut to uh, Blake Moyne's we get all these quick hits of these other players packing their stuff.
2: KP is doing an ice bucket challenge on the roof?
0: No. Okay, so this is not what that is. In the movie Flashdance? <laughs>
2: no. It's another Flashdance right?
0: There's a very famous no. scene this whole thing is. The whole no, thing is.
2: Oh, no, they are? <gasps> yes.
0: In Flashdance there's a oh. the, the most famous scene in Flashdance is Jennifer Beals is she's a uh stripper who wants to be Uh, like a Broadway dancer. That's the whole premise of the movie. And by day she works in a steel mill or something. I forget, but she is doing these like elevated dance routines where she works at this exotic dance club where she's putting choreography into it and really trying to make it artistic. And one of the dances she does, there's a point in it where she pulls a rope and a bucket of water hits her. And she's basically like wet t-shirt contesting as she's dancing around. That is what that was a reference to and missed. ya. Missed everybody because they didn't do the reference properly. And no one knows what this fucking movie is because it's 40 years old.
2: I thought it was an ice bucket challenge joke. And I was like, that's old.
0: Yeah. Well, it's even (laughs) older. It's a flash dance fucking Jennifer Beals joke.
2: Yeah. And okay, I'll tell you what else I thought. I have all of these (laughs) theories that I guess are wrong. Cat throws a suitcase in the bush. Is this supposed to be a Sally suitcase reference?
0: Well, there was one. I believe it was Aaron Bryant's lower legs are shown carrying or rolling a suitcase along the ground that says future wife. So yes, I think they're making some weird Sally suitcase reference that was a bad joke they never should have done in the first place. Now they're referencing it. I think so.
2: Wait, really? What oh, else could it be? God.
0: What else could it be? Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about one Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons They've earned the SkinSafe seal of approval.
2: You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off, oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Clues, underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and (laughs) my, um, (laughs) which is not what this uh, ad is about. But I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband you want that you don't want it to be rolling you don't want it to be showing and i'm hooked i don't want to wear anything else it's all got to go now well this ad
0: actually is kind of about that pace case everybody knows me (laughs) undies makes great underwear it's in the name me undies but it's not just about underwear you can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers hoodies onesies and a whole bunch more and their move me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market there's no doubt about it Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in.
2: Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended Even better, gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. I was right. Um, Okay, here's something else that I did like. The next shot, we see tiny DLP coming on the sand. You know what we see big? A ladder bigger than DLP that is glaring, <laughs> yeah. taking up half the shot as if this is his romantic yeah. partner. And that's why it was my ladder of the week. Oh, yeah, it
0: was. I noticed that one, too. I don't really notice the ladders usually. I fucking definitely noticed that one. It was gigantic. But DLP uh, welcomes us to sand. And he says, some of your favorite men and women are going to be on sand. You'll find out who's going to be here in a moment. But one couple couple's actually going to get married on the beach. And then we're in, we cut to a shot of Rachel Reckia gazing into a rose with a romantic score, then a literal record scratch, which is what it felt like moving from Golden Bachelor into Bachelor in Paradise to me.
2: Exactly. I was thinking of those memes as soon as I finished it and went into this. I was just like, what's the best meme for like what it feels like to watch Golden Bachelor and then watch this.
0: (laughs) So they've got her acting out this dumb little bit. Oh, sorry. I just stare into space now sometimes.
2: Yeah, they're making her seem like an idiot. She's a fucking pilot.
0: Yeah, I know. I know.
2: She's your She's your biggest get. She's your biggest Instagram player. But
0: that's the tone of Paradise. The tone of Paradise still is let shit on all these people and make their lives fucking miserable. I don't get it. She ITMs that she was the Bachelor at once upon a time. Now she's in Paradise. It was hard for her to have an engagement that didn't work out. I don't even remember who her ring winner was. She's ready for Paradise now. <laughs> Paradise. No. Oh, God, that's right. How could I fucking forget that?
1: Paradise Rachel
0: will have a lot more fun. All I can think about from that season in terms of ring winners is Eric Schwer and his scandals. The process does work, Mm. she says, and she's ready to meet Braden. We cut then to Braden and his intro. And this whole thing is just kind of a series of uh, the various kind of star players intros back to back to back and who they want to see.
2: Again, I think this would have worked better when they are going down sand.
0: I agree. This this was all completely unnecessary, I thought. Mercedes intro package was kind of interesting.
2: Yeah, I forgot that she was bumpkin.
0: But uh, she starts talking about Avon, who she likes, and she talks directly about how he liked all of her Instagram pictures and even sent her a fire emoji.
2: You're talking about Kylie.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Kylie. That I thought was interesting.
2: Kylie emerges from the pool like Tasha. And and talks about all him liking all of her Instagram pictures and then even sending a fire emoji, which I thought was great because it's like, hello, I agree. Young people exist. Instagram is part of dating. And it's a soft way to kind of like show the
0: audience, okay, you can talk about Instagram and we're not going to fucking send grocery to fire you off the beach with his gang of what was it? Angry malcontents or something? Or no, disgruntled females. Fuck. How can I forget? Disgruntled
2: females. Angry malcontents. Most beautiful warrior business. (laughs) You have a beautiful mind, Clues. I love your beautiful mind. We
0: see Aaron Bryant carrying a giant keyboard. I'm like... Is that something I should know what the fuck they're talking about?
2: Did he play a keyboard, I guess? I didn't know what that was. They're giving like is he your heartbreak edit heartthrob or is he a fool? Why get why are you making him look like a fool? Same with Rachel Recky.
0: They're making everyone on Paradise look like a fool. There is no so far there is no grocery. We see a Mercedes intro, her recap reel with Henry the Pig. I thought that was actually kind of a great inclusion. We see her on the farm, and she says she's putting herself out there. She wants somebody manly. We then cut to Sean, the human Ken, and we see him working out, and he says that he wants to meet Jess. We see Jess then in her intro. She's known as the Glitter Girl. We get some recaps back to all these players' seasons if we don't remember who they were, which I thought was actually kind of a nice touch to remind us who they are.
2: hmm Yeah. No, it's... I do think it is good to remind because not everyone has listened to our Instagram breakdown episode yet.
0: Yeah. Well, also because you're pulling these players that are like Will Urena is next up on this. He was from two years ago and wasn't even that memorable in that season. Many of these players are like not strong, memorable players. And also the problem you got with Contemporary Paradise is all these players are coming from the bubble seasons, which were, in my opinion, some of the worst in terms of giving us any idea about who these people were or what kind of play styles they had. So I thought this was actually a good idea to remind us of their big moments, their styles, their little affectations, whatever their thing might be.
2: I would love that they all have to name their hero player. And I think Will would name Brandon Jones.
0: Nice. Nice. <laughs> Brooklyn gets her intro. We see Kat has her intro. Kat gets a black box on her as so she's getting out of a pool. Then we see Blake Moyne's intro. He comes out of some leaves and says he's here for a lasting partner.
2: Why are they black boxing Kat? She's, I thought she would be one of your four TRR engaged people.
0: Everybody's a fool. That's the problem with Contemporary Paradise. They don't get it. You can have one or two fool players, one or two villains, but you still need a grocery. You have to have some viable relationship or it's like, What are we watching here? Uh, It's cartoons. Um, So we see Blake with all of his animals and it is a kind of a prestige (laughs) package for him more than the other players I felt for sure, but still kind of foolish as they made him like crawl out of the leaves in the beginning of it. We then get portion two, DLP welcomes us, the beach is open, he switches the sign and we get some bird shots here and we get Rekia is first sand. This is important first is always usually no it is always a female player and usually a female player who has the highest kind of rank within the game we're talking about uh second place finishers third place finishers things of this nature
2: i also feel like it's like the person that they want to do a four trr romance story for
0: 100 yes and uh it certainly is the person who's going to get the most screen time or has the possibility to and dlp says this is a historic moment right This is DOP and the producers acknowledging legacy. He says, you're you're only the second Bachelorette coming here to find love. No mention of Becca Kufrin in this line. Isn't your first question after he says that? Who was the first? It's Becca Kufrin. Speak her fucking name. Her name was Becca Kufrin. Her name is Becca Kufrin. God, I feel so bad for what they did to her. Anyway, she comes down. Rachel delivers a kind of shocked surprised face play. Uh, when he says, you're the first one here, she walks through the gates to hell, descends to the beach.
2: I bet that was in her contract,
0: but they did kind of do a little interesting moment here where they presented her seeing the beach for the first time with this kind of swelling music that it's like, Oh, maybe they're not trying to make this look like hell on earth. Maybe they're actually trying to make it kind of nice. And there were a few other moments where I thought like I could see them attempting to like turn Mm -hmm. that corner, which I thought is you have to do that. I think that's good.
2: Yeah. They did it with the bunk bedroom.
0: Exactly. I, I wrote that same fucking note, but... Uh,
2: second Sand is Aaron B. He's got a lavender theme.
0: Wouldn't have guessed that.
2: Me either. I was shocked.
0: Would not have guessed that he was Second Sand. I thought for sure it'd be Blake Moynes.
2: I mean, look, I it looks like he's going to get into a serious relationship with all these fucking spoilers in the trailer.
0: I'm telling you, this guy in, in Charity Laws in season 20 was doing shit that I think is very underappreciated. He had a full fucking resurrection after a hometown elimination.
2: Underappreciated? He's first sand. I'm just saying
0: by the the audience in general. I think he felt like kind of a weak player, but now he's got this. Whatever he's doing on third audience, that shit's working. They brought him back after a hometown elimination. Now they're giving him second sand. He's doing something with that third audience game that we're just not aware of. Right. The guy's, he's got some juice, and I am interested to see what he can do. We have a weird wipe here that they use. Oh, my God. So
2: strange. Yeah,
0: just totally out of place, and they never do it again.
2: This is what I'm saying. Someone's pressing random buttons (laughs) editing this.
0: It it did feel like that. It just felt like a high school kid who got like his first video editing software, and he's like, oh, cool. Let me see if I can wipe this, and now he's walking. Oh, yeah, I'll use
2: this tree. I mean, I can't edit. The things I make look like this, too, but I don't have the budget. Uh, We see... Aaron B. tells Rachel Reckia she looks like a mermaid, and she's got this new air aura and this lavender theme. We see third sand, no DLP convo, is Brooklyn. She keeps ITMing, her earrings falling off. This is uninteresting to me.
0: Then we see Cat fourth sand she meets dlp with her signature cat move dlp tells her that she has insane face play literally says she made some crazy faces and he makes her walk through these various faces on command he says face play for me happy cat sad cat angry cat in love cat and they are laying cat sound effects over this the entire time now this is the exact opposite of the chicken sound effects here it makes fun of her it makes what she is doing trivial whereas in the golden bachelor it actually elevated the comedy here it is we're going to make a fucking fool of you fool player from the start. Uh, these were all fantastic face plays as is everyone. She does. It did not get my face play of the game though, which I was very surprised about.
2: Yeah. Give it, give her the golden bachelor edit. Everyone is deserving of love and it has their own story and their own like tape type of dating style. It, yeah. It's it's just like making her that one note. Um, We get fifth sand is Sean. No DLP convo for him. He is in a sweater that he almost immediately takes off in a voluntary nudity play. And we get him and Aaron B quickly confabbing about how they're the the two guys and there's all these great, great women. We see Six Sand is Will Urena, no DLP. And he gets the who is that edit where it's shitting on the person.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Like they don't have to put that in.
0: Absolutely correct. Like you should never ever want that for anyone, even a night one player. You should want everybody on that sand. You should never give the the um the audience, the fourth audience at home the the feeling that like, "Oh, this is a meaningless person."
2: Oh yeah, they went really far down the list. To cast this season.
0: Yeah, exactly. You don't ever want that to be part of your presentation. I don't know why they keep doing it. It makes no sense to me.
2: Will says he doesn't want to be known as jacket guy anymore. I want to be known as lover boy. I like this rebrand.
0: Sure. He's <laughs> trying some stuff here. Uh, the guys chat about hot. How uh, stunning the women are and how hot they are, but they're still looking for Mercedes and Kylie, and they joke about all liking the same girl. Kylie then shows up to meet DLP at the Gates of Hell, Seventh Sand here. She is hopeful to see Avon, she says, based on his um, fire emoji reaction. <laughs> we bring up that again. And she precogs here mm-hmm. a yes to a possible proposal from Avon based solely on the fire emoji. I found that to be a very, very strong mm-hmm. and strange play indeed. Um,
2: Strong, strong play. (laughs) Hey, it's saying I'll I'll accept a ring. I think that's a a strong part of your audition for Paradise.
0: That is true. Uh, We get some one-on-one time with Aaron and Kylie, and we see that he tells her he's from the San Diego crew. She's in Charlotte, but thinking of getting traded to the crew. A nice conversation here.
2: Yeah. She's like, we don't even have a parasocial team.
0: Yeah. Not yet. Maybe they will eventually, but we see uh, Will and Kylie get a little one-on-one time here. He tells her it's about personality to him. uh, And he asks her, what is a non-sexual turn on for you? And she says, being family oriented. He agrees. They discuss the difficulty of trusting someone and he tells her she can trust him. Kylie then ITM's having made uh, good impressions on them both and waiting to see who comes down the stairs. Braden then meets with DLP, Braden Bowers, 8th Sand. He comes in in a hat, mustache, earrings, whole outfit. He's got a shirt with some tassels on it. And he says he has crystal earrings to bring the energy. DLP in this inexplicably, like they just cut back to him and he's now wearing a scarf. Brayden then tells DLP <laughs> uh, he wants to meet Kylie.
2: Kylie should go on selling the OC. Oh
0: yeah, that would actually be good. And then Sean and Aaron we see on the beach say that they think he's a douchebag and they don't want to see him. He comes in, they hate it. Portion three begins. They hate it. Yeah. Braden comes in and introduces himself all around as Sean and Aaron are still lamenting his presence. Sean ITMs that he was very for the wrong reasons on charity season. One-on-one time with Brayden and Kylie, Aaron sees him pull Kylie, doesn't like it. Sean says, sorry, bro. And Kylie compliments his fit. Aaron is ITM and it makes his skin crawl to see this. And back on the one-on-one time with Braden and Kylie, uh brain's explaining that there was some drama on charity season aaron hears it i mean he doesn't even acknowledge the guys when he comes in this is terrible second audience game
2: and he produces tears aaron did i thought he was producing tears maybe it was sweat
0: oh i yeah i don't think he was crying i didn't know i didn't okay. get that fuck maybe he did maybe i missed it
2: he walks by him says welcome to paradise yeah i mean i'm assuming they're gonna squash this beef but uh you know, keep keep it interesting. Be fucking interesting, I guess. Yeah, we see Braden talking to Rachel Recky. Yeah, you're the Bachelorette. She's like one of two. Recky, yeah, don't say that. Just say yeah, I
0: am. They've fucked her up so bad. They have twisted her fucking brain up so goddamn bad. The show doesn't get it. Like, it doesn't get it. And and when you have a fucking crown coming to sand, you have to accommodate that. They're a fucking crown. The back of the show is or sorry. This show is built on the backs of your crowns. She carried half of that fucking season 19, which was a goddamn disaster. And it's only because of her and Gabby Wendy that that shit was arable at all that anyone will ever remember that season. Even none of the guys came out of it. Fucking,
2: They should have had. They should have had her in her own palapa with a series of men approaching her with trays of lavish gifts and fruits.
0: You know what? Set The Bachelorette up like that. You have a crown come to sand, put a new game mechanic in. They get to stay in their own place, and if you want to, you can ask them out on a date.
2: Yeah, they have their own boom-boom room something like
0: this or they can pick dates at will like the bachelorette gets one date per day whether the women have roses or not she should have gotten a date card exactly it's just such a disrespect to the fucking game i don't get why they do this it just, it makes me crazy you could make paradise fucking incredible with a few minor tweaks here and there just don't treat your players like shit that's the biggest one anyway eliza isichi ninth sand here She's back, says she's recovered from her first tour, ready to find love now with only one person this time. She hits the beach, hellos all around. Greer Blitzer gets 10th sand, no DLP. Mercedes, 11th sand, no DLP. We get a vibe counter in the bottom right hand of the screen as Sean is ITMing about this vibe and that vibe, and everybody's talking about vibes. We get up to 11 vibes as we see Andrew Schwartzman coming in, 12th sand, PP 2.0, 13th sand, and then Kat Izzo is 14th sand. Brooklyn mocks her immediately, and she makes the rounds hugging um, everyone. As a rivalry seems to be brewing here, the same rivalry that we saw on the show. Uh, Brooklyn has already mentioned the lacing up the boots. Lace up the boots if they fit or whatever.
2: I didn't even remember this from the show, and they hit it five times here. Put it as her Chiron, too.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like In the old days, if you have a fucking iconic line, A you don't ever repeat it again because the weight of it is in the initial performance. Like Hannah Brown, I did have sex and Jesus still loves me. She's not going around saying that every time you see her. B, this is not an iconic line. It was like one of the two or three funniest lines in one episode somewhere in the middle of the fucking season. It's not a season-defining line. You can't hang a fucking character on it. And they're trying to do it.
2: Yeah, they're hanging characters on... A jacket water trauma yeah um we see at this one-on-one time between aaron b and eliza they both are for trr he says you're cute when you're nervous she says i'm like a little girl sexy baby they cheers to a great summer 15th sand we get sam she does talk to dlp they establish she was a night one girl she was on the season for five seconds And then he says she's the first woman to leave the mansion on her own accord before rose ceremony. Is that true?
0: No. Sally Carson, I'm sure you'll remember. (laughs) Like, how did they not know that? That that was like two seasons ago. (sighs) Sally Carson left before she even showed
2: up. She left before the limo (laughs) arrived. In the night one. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I, I, you ain't beating that. And also, wasn't there a player who left of her own accord on Clayton's season? On
0: night one? I don't think so.
2: Yeah, that lady, she got really drunk.
0: No, because she tried to come back and he dismissed her. I went back through our records. I couldn't find anybody who self eliminated on a night one before a Rose Ceremony.
2: Oh, okay. Thank you for doing that. We see DLP makes her promise to stay until the first Rose Ceremony. They pinky promise. She is Musk. She flips her hair. She has a nervous rash. I thought she was sunburned. She has mm-hmm. a nervous rash, IFI, right off the bat. And then she doesn't, she says it's because of pressure or anxiety. And then the DLP kind of forces her to continue down the stairs. Um, and we see Rachel Reckia. There she is waiting for you. I love this move by Rachel mm-hmm. being like, You're a night one player. Come cuddle me. I'm the bachelorette. And she gets the who's that edit. Yep. We see 16th sand is Olivia. <laughs> Olivia, you, uh, you know, she was in my final four predictions. I mm-hmm. remember based off Instagram, then was a night one and did some really like the most interesting things of anyone in this episode.
0: This, this is, in my opinion, this is, it was very, um, What she did tonight was very reminiscent of one Kira Mengistu last season of Paradise. Mm,
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Kira was not a a night one player, but close to it. And here, I think Olivia recognized, like, if I'm coming in here, I got to do something. I need these cameras on me. I need this fucking screen time. I need to make the edit. And she's doing the most period. And I loved it. She was, I mean, we'll get to it, but I loved everything she did tonight. For me, she was the highlight of this whole fucking thing. (laughs) And I can't wait to see. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's the reason I'm watching the show. Let's be real.
2: She better not go home.
0: She ain't going nowhere. Uh, Will items that he can smell her. She smells like a fresh garden. And we get for the first time now, the strange graphics of what I'm guessing is a smell. They put this weird spiral. This is a smell graphic, I guess. And I'm like, okay, we're we're off the deep end now. Like, whatever, people. Are, this is just slopped together. Will ITMs that he's going to shoot his shot, and we get a beach bird skewering a crab, symbolically giving us the idea of this is what it looks like to shoot a shot. Shooting a shot is killing another creature uh, as a predator. And this beach bird ruthlessly engaging in the competition of life was my (laughs) creature of the week.
2: I'm sorry, we have Blake Moines in his intro package is tagging a shark, and that shark was my. Ah. Creature of the week. Beep, 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 beep.
0: <laughs> we then get some one on one time with Will and Olivia. They walk down the beach as Olivia ITMs that he's attractive. He tells her that he could smell her when she came in. She loves this. <laughs> he wants a woman who takes care of herself, smells good, cleans her toes. And then she asks him to suck her toes. And Olivia initiating <laughs> a conversation about sucking was my
1: play 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 play
0: of the game now this may seem unorthodox and it is that's because it is you see Mm -hmm. this conversation at face value may not seem like much. We've seen crazier conversations on paradise. We've seen crazier conversations on bachelor, honestly. However, we've seen toe sucking and we've seen literal toe sucking. Yes. However, we are going to watch what she does with this. This was simply the beginning. It simply was Mm -hmm. a seed planted that will grow Mm -hmm. into a fucking redwood that will become this entire Mm -hmm. goddamn show. I thought it was, um,
2: I see where you're
0: going. It, it didn't at the beginning. I wasn't like, that's the play of the game. It started shaping up for me like, oh, fuck, that could be the. Pl- yep. That's the play of the game. So anyway, it happened here and uh, she ITMs here that he's great and funny and witty. She goes back to the surf to wash the sand off her feet. There's she's still now drawing out this joke. Okay, fine, motherfucker. I will wash my feet and you will suck the toes. And then he picks her up and he takes her back to the palapa and he does not suck the toes, but he asks her for a kiss and she's like...
2: Getting the pickup yeah. into the air, that's Becca and thomas That's like... Yeah. It's a big move on sand that you can see where it's just like gentlemanly to like carry them across, whatever.
0: Become human cargo. That is a good play on uh, the sands of paradise. And uh, he then says, can I kiss you? She says, that's TBD. Then he goes for it and he gets that first kiss of paradise. But that kiss only comes because of what she's done. She has set this up with the idea that he could be sucking her toes. And he's now thinking, I don't want to suck her toes, but I am going to try and make out with her. It, it is, It's opened the gap in his mind that there is some kind of physical chemistry. The toe-sucking conversation is a soft chemistry play.
2: Yeah, she's basically saying, you can kiss me. It also is, I mean, this is something that I think we see on a lot of these group dating shows. Kisses are not casual like this. They're they're more casual in a game, perhaps, but it's it's literally marking territory. It's making Kylie go into a frenzy of whether she can actually do this because they're already like closed off kind of thing.
0: If you, as we'll come to see here, well, fuck it. I'll just save it until we get to it. But just your odd is our 17th sand. she gets a glitter graphic around her body. Again, looks like this is a, an Instagram filter. Sean ITM. She was his number one. He says he followed her on Instagram.
2: Yeah. So I guess this means she smells good too.
0: No, she's glittering. The smell one was like more of a weird the
2: smell. one was-
0: Circular, like hypnotic <laughs> thing. I don't know. I don't know who's choosing the graphics. But Sean ITM's here that she was his number one. And he says he followed her on Instagram. They're both Swifties. Everybody loves that. One-on-one time with Sean and Jess. But
2: then his Chiron says not an actual fan.
0: Oh, did it? I didn't even see that.
2: Yeah. I'm like, what?
0: I don't know either. I don't get it.
2: I don't either. The joke Chiron's when it's like an inside joke with no one. It's why are we doing this?
0: Here's the deal. Here's the deal with Paradise. This is what it feels like is happening in the show for at least the past couple of seasons there's somebody in the the mix who's making creative decisions that is like trying to be funny and it's just not it, it's like confusing or like there's not enough effort put into it or it's a first pass you're not getting any notes on the jokes you're not conferring with anybody and they don't work it it's just like confusing at best and at worst just not even there it just washes over you like when the sparkle comes on just Gerard I'm like what Who cares? What is going on here? It adds nothing except confusion. Remove these things, and it will be a better show. That's all I'm saying. But nonetheless, uh, we see this happening with Jess. She gets her sparkle thing around her body. They're talking about Taylor Swift. Blake Moynes comes in, 18th Sand. He meets DLP, tells DLP that he's dated three crowns, and I'll see what happens on Sand.
2: He gets the horny parrot.
0: Gets the horny parrot intro.
2: Sometimes people have animal intros.
0: But I did like that they kind of hinted at legacy here by having this little mini conversation about being the only guy to date three crowns. That is true. He dated three bachelorettes back to back to back. There was, of course, special circumstance in bachelorette season 16, the fractured season. It was a Claire Crawley invitation at Adams scenario, but uh nonetheless, technically speaking, he's the only man to have ever dated three bachelorettes Back to back to back.
2: I know, but I feel like they focus on it in like a fool edit way.
0: Yeah, they do. Like, oh, maybe you could date another bachelorette. It's like, yeah, dude, no shit. What do you think I'm here to do? That is what I'm going to do.
2: Yeah. You try dating that many bachelorettes. You'd be that hot commodity. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Like, who else do you want to date on this beach? Rachel Recchia is it. Blake Moynes is going to make the attempt. At any rate. Uh, he enters sand. He makes the rounds. Jess Gerard, ITM's being starstruck by him. Exactly. Exactly. This is legacy. This is reverence for the game. Jess has it. That's a true fucking player. Hats off to you, Jess. Thank you for that acknowledgement. The women all think he's hot. They put uh, heart emojis on Mercedes' eyes when she looks at him, mm-hmm. like an old fucking Tex Avery cartoon. An even older reference than... Uh,
2: he has vast.
0: Flash Dance. He is very vast. He is very musk. We get a casting card. Are you ready to dip your toes in the dating pool?
2: They slow-mo show Rachel Recchia checking him out. I did see that. Oh, uh, the hard eyes on Mercedes. That's it's that's rough. tough one. That was a tough one.
0: That was truly a tough one. Uh, then we come in, portion five, girl shout at Olivia Lewis and Rekki about sucking toes. Rekki ITM's willingness to suck toes. Said she sucked other things. Worse like things that. in her mouth than a toe. DLP shows up on Santa and asks them to meet the Palapa. And finally, the game's starting. We're an hour into the show. The game is starting now. An hour into the show.
2: And Braden says, this is where it starts.
0: Yes, literally says it. If I may. You don't need the first hour of the show. You don't need it. Come straight into the fucking game. Pop these intro packages of the players yes. into when they're having important moments in the narrative of the story. This person is going to talk to this person. Show us their intro packages. Now we're in. Let's see their conversation. The The way that it's formatted now, we don't, we don't ever need to see any of these players showing up to Paradise again. We don't ever need to see it. I like knowing who was first saying and stuff like that, but I can do without it. Show me all the players there on sand simultaneously. The first round of them.
2: Oh, you're saying eliminate the sand entrances.
0: Eliminate the entrances. They offer nothing. They're not interesting like limo exits. There's no tots. Mm-hmm. There's no. They're not meeting anybody. They all come in and it's like, oh my god, look who it is. Hey, I can, we don't need to see that ever again. Start on sand. Start with the biggest conversation. And the promo for your season is whatever the craziest decision is that somebody has to make. Over the course of the season, show me the one minute that leads into that of whatever the actual cut is. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. No trailer style anything. Show me the biggest moment of the season right up until the moment it happens and I'm in. You'll have me.
2: So you're saying the part right before they deliver the poop baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> No,
2: <laughs> don't do that. No, that's not obvious. I get exactly what you're saying. <laughs> anyway,
0: you do. Okay, so anyway, whatever.
2: Let's move on. We've got so much to get to. The game's starting. DLP does not give them a talk about what consent is. No, we're, we're beyond that. Everybody
0: knows now. That, that was darker times. Dark Lord Harrison is gone. Consent's fine. Everything's good.
2: I just had a flash of that whenever they are in the palapa. That was a... That's why I named my palapa after it.
0: It was a dark moment in the history of of BIP. DOP welcomes the multi Paradise, tells them that uh, love can and has been found on this beach. And he invokes Grocery and Serena, Kenny and Mari, and he invokes Becca and Thomas. No special mention of the fact that she was the only other crown on sand and the only fucking ring winner and crowned on sand, the only tropical Royale. And they made him break up and they exactly no acknowledgement of that. This process can work. We will probably make you break up for some dumb fucking high school dance narrative that we have, but uh, it does work. You can get back together after we force you to do that on camera and move to Oklahoma together. Like young Noah urban, Abigail Harringer, fim recipient of season 25 He then explains the rules. You find love or you go home. There's dates, new arrivals, rose ceremonies. Men have roses first. Seven men to 11 women. Four women will go home this week. Not tonight. It's a two-hour show, and we can't get to that first rose ceremony tonight. Mm -mm. But eventually, some point in the future, let the paradising begin.
2: Eventually, once we remind you what happened next
0: week. exactly. So they all marched out (sighs) down to the beach, get in the bunk beds and they're doing some I love clevelanding here in the spots they're going to be sleeping and i like i said i got to say the shit looked a little nicer
1: it
2: looks cute
0: yep it looked pretty good i like the
2: tassels
0: this was definitely a a, a right move here i think that it it just is always going to behoove you to paint your your players in the light of they want to be there, that it's a fun getaway camp kind of adult camp thing.
2: At ITMs, I don't want to go home. Hot Girl Summer, love this. Don't send her home. Don't torture these
0: people. Make them have fun, and it's a fun show.
2: We see this guy chat. Braden Bowers has body glitter on, so does Aaron B. and Jess, unaddressed. We never know how, how it got there. We were wondering yep. that from the promo. We see... Aaron S. calls Brayden Big Dog. Uh, Brayden says, there's someone I could see going on a date with and maybe spending the rest of Paradise with. Then he ITMs about Kylie. We see the female players argue about whether they would make Brayden take the earrings off. This is an attack on Dangle Nation. We see... (laughs) We see Will talk about Kylie and... Olivia, Kylie brings up Avin again. Olivia says, surprising convo with Will escalated. We had a kiss. Uh,
0: also in that thing, Kylie says she wants to meet Evan, but he's not here yet. So, and by the way, all of these players, all of them are fucking professional players. There's not a person on that beach who is mm-hmm. not playing this fucking game and who doesn't understand how it works.
2: Kylie and Evan are already engaged.
0: <laughs> What's that?
2: I said, Kylie and Avon are already engaged at this point.
0: (laughs) Basically, but she acknowledges that he's not there yet. She knows the producers are fucking her over and she is saying out loud, I need to find somebody to give me a rose until Avon gets here. That's what she is admitting here by saying, but he's not here yet. I want to meet Avon, but he's not here yet.
2: Yeah, she's keeping the door open. To be like, well, you know, I did say this the whole time, so I have to give myself a shot.
0: Gotta do what I gotta do. And Olivia then tells the other women about the toe-sucking conversation and that first kiss of paradise, like you're saying.
2: But she is very good. Kylie's chemistry game, she mimes this broken heart at will when people are talking about the first kiss. And Kylie says, ladies, how do we feel about sloppy seconds? You have a lot of making up to do. And... (laughs) ITMs, it's sexy the toe sucking conversation
0: yeah. i wrote down pp gets a weird itm to explain that he's now in a love triangle and olivia's toe sucking makes her the better choice
2: <laughs> i don't know if i mean again we're confused this is a confusing moment uh, are, totally. are we meant to believe that because then it seems like he's just paired off with sam uh
0: yeah, now he's going to ask everybody he meets first question. Wait a minute. Do you suck toes, though? Olivia sucks toes. Um, Greer shows up with the first date card, and Kylie is going to get to have it. Choose your first, park, your first spark and set that love ablaze. Porsche 6 begins. A bunch of time wasting about Kylie trying to make her decision mm-hmm. while well, everybody wants it to be him on the date. We get an ITM of Olivia saying she hopes she can keep it going with Will because he said he was going to suck her toes. Stay tuned. And she delivers my face play of the game. I don't know how to describe this. Have I shown you this picture?
2: I uh, I have seen it. It made me laugh out loud when I
0: saw it. Right after she says, so stay tuned. She does this face play that is like an anime character or something. I don't know how to even really describe it, but I'm going to do it. Her right eye is in full eye roll. Her left eye is in full blink and her tongue is in full extension while smiling.
2: While twisting over itself, the tongue.
0: Yeah, there's a little bit of a twist. Maybe you've got a 20 degree twist on it there. The, the degree of difficulty in this face play has never been measured by bachelor standards. If you don't believe me, try doing this face play yourself. Try taking a selfie, doing this face play. Try rolling one eye while you're blinking the other, sticking out your tongue, and smiling. What I'm seeing now from Pace Case is extraordinary. <laughs> um, if you ever did that in The Bachelor, you would have my face play of the millennium. That is what you've done. I, I can't uh, ever forget that. Thank
2: you so much. Thank you so much. Olivia is such a strong face player. Yeah. I, I wrote down face play of the game multiple times during this episode.
0: She beat Kat, I, which I couldn't. I was like, Cat will win face play every, every game. That's literally what I thought. She literally did a fucking on demand. DLP was like, do your four best face plays. And she just pum, 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 popped them out. Yeah. She's a pro face They're player. Ready. She got fucking crushed by this face play. In my opinion, Kat does great face plays and has great style. The degree of difficulty. Nothing like this. I've never seen anything like this face play.
2: Olivia is also pairing it with this wild, colorful narration as well as like yes. finger gesture play. Too. Yes. It's very good. Um,
1: and we she's still see. talking about
0: toe sucking. She's still building the story off of toe sucking. The word, the phrase toe sucking was probably said a hundred fucking times in this episode. They mm-hmm. built an entire narrative arc out of it.
2: I wonder, we got to ask Bachelor Data if the Google search for toe sucking went up after this episode. Hell yes, it did. Hell yes, it did. You're like, I can guarantee it did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Gary was like, Oh, toe sucking. I didn't <laughs> ask about that on my <laughs> oh, night one.
2: Sucking. Let me look that up. Oh, that might help me my feet heal from Pickleball.
0: That's his demand: heal my feet, suck my toes. I've been on the <laughs> courts all day long. <laughs> pickleball took things from me.
2: Oh, and Olivia is escalating her ITM. She says, you took the respect off the table. I mm-hmm. can stoop. She's getting this villain edit.
0: Oh, God, I can stoop. What a great line.
2: Oh my god. And then we see Ugh Will I'm pretty sure he goes for the kiss here and Kylie swerves him.
0: Oh, I didn't see that. I that was where I had the the segment ending. I can stoop. I wrote great colour for narrator here. And then she says it's game on.
2: I wasn't sure. <laughs> the next portion begins, Wells appears. Mm-hmm. Cause we all were wondering.
0: Yeah. This is the emergence of Wells Adam.
2: Even better, gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.
2: he does his welcome
0: shakes everybody's hands
2: let's get weird let's get engaged makes everyone do a shot uh cat does a great face at the shot we see uh pp and cat with a k are doing an stco for olivia uh they're like oh it was disrespectful he didn't pull you we see kylie and will come out in their date outfits and Kylie mentions to Will that she's scared of, or mentions to Wells oh, in this very stilted conversation that she wants to explore an unexpected connection and she's scared about Olivia. She's already starting drama.
0: Yeah, it, it's uh, the Wells bits are like not that necessary, in my humble opinion. I get it. He is legacy to some degree, but I don't know. Then we get the one on one date with Olivia and Will after Olivia comes down the beach and everybody sees them or sorry, Kylie comes down the beach. Everybody sees them. Olivia gets pissed when they're walking away. And we see the date.
2: Olivia claps for them. And her yeah. reaction to them coming out to go on the date was my <coughs> error, 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 error of the game. I believe that at this point you have to do a term that one of my favorite common sports commentators of all time uses, you got to notch down. Mm. That commentator is Bachelor Clues in his Love is Blind Clues quarters. Yeah. He always says you got to notch down once people are not chosen by their their first pick. And I feel like this is what Olivia should have been focusing on during this part. Yes. To stay in.
0: I agree with you. That's why this moment was also my...
2: Error. 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 of
1: the game. game.
0: I wrote it down as unnecessary. It, it can give you like, she's going to get a villain at it. It can make you seem a little malicious, a little petty, and it can paint your villain in a way that's like not fun. I thought if she could have stayed out of that lane, she could be a fun villain. Somebody we can get behind when she's going to be stealing Avon next thing. Just doing Mm -hmm. it like out of spite, basically, like that's a fun character to watch. But there was something a little kind of like this got to her too much, I guess is what it revealed. You know what I mean? It was like if she was Mm -hmm. really playing just a straight game here, she wouldn't have done that clap. And that's what made me think like she's a little too emotionally in this.
2: Yeah. We see this one-on-one, the dinner is in the middle of water, so we can recreate Will's jacket trauma. He falls, IFI, and they do an instant replay of this IFI. Kind of ESPN y. Yeah. And th- this
0: didn't work for me. I gotta say, the instant replay didn't work. It just was it was like America's Funniest Home Videos or something. It was out of a different show. This is not paradise. Mm. These graphics and stuff are not paradise. He fell in the fucking thing, and that's it is funny, and we're all going to have that clip, and we're all going to make gifts of it.
1: <laughs> we're and all it, laughing. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah, it'll be on the internet. I laugh as soon as it happened. I fucking was literally laughing out loud. It was a great <laughs> moment, but I think it was like over-presented. It's like the show taking pleasure in the misery of the player, you know? Like, it It felt gross to me.
1: Hmm.
0: Anyway, just my two cents.
2: Yeah, he is all wet his clothes are always going to be wet and i wrote why are we focusing on will and kylie when like Moins and rachel recchio were talking in the background of that last scene i was like i want to see that conversation
0: yes agreed hello agreed well that too why why is kylie the one who gets the date card because immediately there was a love triangle that kind of started to brew and so the producer's were like kylie kylie give it to kylie Nope, wrong, bad choice. They're
2: like, we need a triangle right off the
0: bat. Absolutely terrible choice in the producing here. Your first date card oh. goes to Rachel Reckia. Period, always, end of story. She's she's the person we want to watch go on a fucking date because she's gotten so fucked over by the show.
2: She is charisma. She is legacy, royalty, et cetera. We, I mean, I, I believe we're going to see her get a date card.
0: Of course, but like now they've, They've set up a story, in my opinion, with Kylie and Will and Avon. Uh, it's it's made more interesting by Olivia, but I just don't... There's nothing there for me. Any date that Rachel Recchia goes on, I'm immediately invested. Because I've already seen her for two fucking full seasons. Yeah. She survived a rose ceremony from hell. She was a co-crown on one of the weirdest fucking Bachelorette seasons in the history of the goddamn show. I want to see her more. I like her. I'm invested in her as a character in your show. I don't know who Kylie is. I barely remember Will Urena. Why are they getting the first date? Why are they getting half of the screen time of your first episode? It just doesn't make any sense.
2: Just to make a a love triangle. I don't don't know. Um, We see... uh, Will admits I have PTSD of the water.
0: (laughs) I thought that was a good line.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We see Wells... Uh, talking with Brayden about Kylie. I was like, well, maybe try someone else. If I was wearing a hat like that, go find yourself a Southern Belle. And Brayden pulls Cat with a K. I thought this part was funny. Her favorite color is beige. It's calming on me and my house. And I was like, the beige player with the King of dangle nation That's a great pairing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's beige. That reminded me of like a uh, Lauren Lyandyke type play. Favorite color beige. Um, but he compliments her green bathing suit. And she says she likes his earrings. He asked her to jump in the ocean. She says no. And is like, I would be so fucking mad if you tried to take me into the
2: ocean. <laughs> I love
0: it. I do too. Uh,
2: She's like playing up this like princess thing this whole episode. Yes. I love it. And I feel like I honestly slept on her as a player. She's, She's good.
0: Yeah, I agree. I love everything she's doing this season so far.
2: He says, I have no game, but he like closes the physical barrier between them on this bed. She goes, I spilled all over myself. And then they make out, they give him princess music for this kiss. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a redemption arc
0: i agree and portion eight begins with pp and sam jeffries saving a blowfish
2: you're not going to talk about this close-up shot they did of her fingering his earring
0: uh sure we could talk about that i did like it
2: sorry okay minutia alarm. sorry
0: yeah no it is a minutia alarm but i did like that shot kudos to uh the producers for including that it was incredibly strange and um you know, built on yep. the back of that narrative that she likes his earrings. So congrats to you. It did look like an insert shot, which I think they probably made them do. Like, okay, we need to get a shot of you rubbing his earrings. And it was well acted. So thank you for that shot. You ruined it for me. Oh, sorry. Oh, shit, I already gave my creature. But you know what? This is my double creature. Uh, we come back into portion eight and PP and Sam Jeffries.
2: You just said I couldn't give two plays.
0: We can do whatever we want. I was just That's giving you shit. It. Please, oh, give a hundred plays of the game. I'll hear every one of them and love them all. PP and Sam Jeffries are (laughs) walking along the beach here when we come back in portion eight, and guess what happens? They come across a stranded blowfish who's washed up on the surf, and they decide to save its life and return it to the sea, and this blowfish, who risked its life to be a part of the first (laughs) episode of Bachelor in Paradise Season 9, was my... (laughs) Creature of the week. We see Wells going on a kiss inquisition at the bar, demanding that the show be made NC-17 for his desires. Don't
2: be fucking boring. Fucking be NC-17. Yeah. Well, you guys aren't all making out. What's going on here?
0: Then we see one-on-one time with Rachel Reckia and Sean. They are mutually glad to see the other person in paradise. They can easily talk to one another, and we get a kiss here. Reckia ITMs that couples are pairing off quickly, and we see one-on-one time with uh, Jess and Blake, a kiss, Aaron S. and Sam, Braden and Kat still making out, Mercedes and Aaron B. get a kiss, and we see Olivia at the bar with Will. She asked him for advice in her situation with Will. She brings up the sucking toes thing again, again, keeping it alive. Well... Wells, then ITMs that sucky toast is gross. He's now keeping alive. The producers have now taken the toe sucking thing from Olivia and they have repopulated everyone else's ITMs. They got Wells to fucking sit down and be like, tell us what you think about toe sucking. And they included Mm -hmm. it in the fucking edit. Out of nothing, she has dominated this whole fucking episode. Toe sucking is what this whole episode is about because of her play, in my opinion. Uh, on the one on one date, Will and Kylie. She wants to make sure she's not stepping on toes. He assures her everything's still early, no toes being stepped on. He says he feels honored that she chose him and he feels the strongest toward her. She agrees. Kylie ITMs that what he says made her feel good about her decision.
2: Kylie picking Will to go on this one on one date was my play, 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 play of the game. I thought it was a, you know, this is your moment to really go for it. And yeah. she says she doesn't want to step on toes, but there's only one pair of toes you can step on right now. And it's Olivia's. And I feel like she pulls it off in this 4TRR way and is, and is pushing Olivia into this villain edit. And Kylie is getting more of the like 4TRR relationship edit.
0: Yeah, she will definitely be the victim in this, I think. I don't know, though, because she's going to have to dump Will to go for Avon if she wants to do it. We'll see. It it has set up a pretty interesting, at least first season kind of uh, dance these these players are going to have to do. But we see Will telling her that he's looking for everything. He's looking for it all. He sees his friends and parents and relationships, and he craves it. He wants to send good morning texts and wake up with the same person. She agrees. She wants something real. He seems to be the real deal. This is a love level one, basically, from both of them. They haven't felt like this in a while, they say, and they start talking about butterflies. We get a kiss here. Will ITMs a love level three loaded, and uh, he says that Kylie's kiss was better than Olivia's. Olivia's back on the beach. She's telling Braden that she has to uh, taste her, that Olivia is telling Braden that Kylie has to taste her on Will's mouth, not the other way around. Kylie says she still wants to think about Avon, but not right now. Nothing compares to Will. He checks all the boxes. And then we go to portion nine after a casting thing saying, are you looking for somebody to light your fire emoji? We see the guys working out in the morning. Sean uh, says, literally, they're narrating who's coupling up. He says that phrase, meaning just out loud. He's like, we're all doing our ITMs. Or we're narrating the couples because they ask everybody to do this in ITMs. Talk about the couples. Here's who they are. Whoever says mm-hmm. the funniest shit gets in the fucking cut. So Sean here is telling you.
2: They gave it to Rekia a lot.
0: Oh, for sure. Uh, but you see Sean here telling you what they're doing. And then who gets that prize? Brooklyn. She gets the colorful narrator, ITMing that the guys have the seven roses. There's 11 women. And then she's talking about Cat uh, and Braden, Sean, and Rekia. She won it. She won the colorful narrator. She won. Congratulations.
2: <sighs> uh, Aaron S is saying wakey, wakey, sneaky something in his ITM. He's clantying right now. Yep. PP says, I'll probably marry Sam, although we've never even seen them say one word to each other. Yep. We see Recky and Sean talk golf in the pool. We see Aaron S and Blake Moynes discuss the love triangle and how it's a lack of respect thing. We see Olivia and and Sean, they're talk, still talking about not going up to her. We see Kylie walk by Olivia. Will finally pulls Olivia. And he's like, how are you feeling? She says, fine. And then they say this several times. And he's like, well, out of respect, I want to address you. She's like, oh, out of respect, there is no respect. You're cleaning out the disrespect you laid out. A lot of disrespect. There was no conversation had. Will's like, if you feel that way, I apologize. I don't owe you an explanation on day one. Uh,
1: uh,
2: I mean, this to me is maybe even a dual
0: error. You, You never say this to anyone for any reason. There is no reason. Um there's simply no reason.
2: You just apologize. It's fine. Then you can end it.
0: Apologize and move on. I, oh God, I'm so sorry. That really wasn't my intention. I thought we were all supposed to be, it's day one. I was keeping my options open. If I didn't communicate that to you up front, that is totally on me.
1: Yeah.
2: There's so much going on. It slipped my mind,
0: but this is a crazy process and I was just trying to do what I thought was right. And if I in any way made you feel bad that I am. I own it, and I I will not do it again. And if I do anything that is making you feel bad in any way, come to me. Talk to me about it. That's it. You're done. Bye. Then bye. Then if she's still mad, now she's an asshole. Just do a sincere apology. No matter what the thing is, it puts the ball in the other court. And if they fuck it up, if they fumble it, that's on them. You're clean. You walk, especially day one. This fucking thing, you don't, I don't owe you shit. Fuck you. It was day one.
2: Whoa, dude. (laughs) What? What? Why do you say that? I don't know. This is not what happens. He says, actually, my convos with Kylie are more real, so my heart's leaning towards her. I don't want to mislead you. She goes, don't grab my face and kiss me. He's like, well, we went in the ocean to wash the toes to get me to suck them. As she ITMs, he's projecting his guilt. And then she puts her lower lips down and opens her eyes to full aperture and raises her eyebrows to full aperture It makes my
1: face play of the
2: game.
0: Oh, wow. That is strong.
2: It's beautiful. Uh, They then end this conversation icy and her Chiron now says not getting her toe sucked.
0: Toe sucked. I did see that. So even that, they're putting it. That's what I'm saying. Just off some offhanded fucking thing she did. It's like, now it's a Chiron, Like, it's everything. Toe sucking was the entire identity this first night. Olivia then girl chats with Samantha and says, Kylie is a snake.
2: Oh, Olivia talks to herself here and said, oh, Samantha was sitting there. Oh, I thought she was talking to herself. <laughs> that would have
0: been fucking insane. She's like, Kylie's a snake, just to herself. She <laughs> ITMs that Kylie will ride the wheel wave until Avin shows up, and then she'll kick him aside, and she tells Samantha... Uh, that Kylie doesn't want Will. He's a placeholder. An easy rose. That's rough, but she's right. I mean, this is why... Well, I'm going to give her an award later. I think you probably know what it is. But this is part of that reason. She's just savvy to this whole fucking thing. She, she's playing two or three steps ahead of Will just following around the girl he's most attracted to. And that ain't going to win you the game. It just ain't. I think Will's going to be fucking crushed and out of this game. In three or four episodes, maybe. He can't hang with these players. Kylie's a high level player, too. Olivia and Kylie, to me, are are kind of shaping up to be so far the best, the best early players to kind of like take a a very forgettable or inconsequential performance in their rookie season and turn it into I am a main story. I'm a main character now of paradise.
2: I don't know if I said this, but the fire dancers who were on their date were my. Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. week, 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 week.
0: Me too. The fire dancers were also my.
1: Jorge, 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 Jorge
0: Moreno, bystander of the week. There's just so much to get
2: through. I know. There's so much.
0: We're gonna figure out a way to to truncate this, I think, in future episodes.
2: Yeah. 19th Sand is Avon. He does talk to DLP. DLP gives him day card number two, calls him a blast in the past. And Olivia then says, I'll go on a date with Avon. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> like they better keep her.
0: Yeah, I, I think they'll they'll stretch this out for a little while. But uh, Avon heads into Paradise, and we cliffhang. And then next week, Avon shows up. Will has tears. Olivia steals him from Kylie, it looks like, later this season. We see that wave that knocked out whoever those players were. We see Butts. Shocking, wettest, wildest, summer, in paradise ever. Makeout, sexy dates, 42 abs, Katie Thurston, Hannah Brown. Medic needed at the beach for a serious medical emergency. It's Samantha not being able to shit. She has to deliver a poo baby. We see a turtle symbolically <laughs> referencing the poo baby, which we've seen a hundred times. Fireworks, soulmates, PP and Olivia, second chances, K, can- Braden. Like all of this shit that you're showing me, get rid of it. Show me one, one minute long thing that leads to the most important moment of the season and cut it right before you display that moment. That's what replaces this. And then we're all in. This is too much shit that I don't give a fuck about. You know what I mean? Like just seeing a firework pop and not even knowing it. I don't care. This stuff doesn't work, in my opinion.
2: I just want to stop seeing that poop baby turtle.
0: The poop baby too, yeah. We get it.
2: The tag cat with a K doesn't know what cicadas are, and she fucking hates this jungle.
0: I did like Scanadians. I thought Scanadians was good.
2: Scanians.
0: Scanians, what would she call them? At any rate, that does it. BIP Season 9, who was your MVP?
2: Well, she made the entire episode about her and that's why kylie it was oh. my M M M M V P. she also had my play of the game picking will i think she really i had no expectations for her going into mm-hmm. the season other than she has a very professional instagram and I thought she really, like, made herself the center of Mm -hmm. most of the action, made her seem like the 4TRR choice, while presumably she is using Will as a placeholder.
0: Yeah. I mean, my MVP, or I should say, for the exact same reason you're giving, that she made the Mm -hmm. entire episode about her, Olivia was my I love the toe sucking play. I love that she is just going from uh, a rookie season where she's been completely forgotten to I'm making the entire show about me now. Fuck you great <laughs> fantastically done hats off to her mm-hmm. high level gameplay here high level face play she's orchestrating love triangles she's uh using phrases that become used a hundred times in a fucking episode they get a chiron. she's doing everything right here keep it up can't wait to see what she does and also we didn't give our mvps for golden bachelor oh shit so for golden bachelor who's your mvp
2: For Golden Bachelor, April was my M M M M V P. I had high expectations for her, and Mm -hmm. she continued to shine. All of her chicken-themed antics, and even her first audience game, which I thought might be one of her weaker audiences, was, was outstanding was
0: yours. Teresa was my M- I loved her limo said it was my favorite one it was the birthday suit one it's my birthday so I'm coming out in my birthday suit and then she pretended to flash him I thought that was great yeah. free spirit play and, uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see what she does with that kind of attitude for the rest of the season. And I loved how she capitalized on the the birthday cupcake coming out and turning that into the kiss moment, the make out moment. I thought that was brilliantly done. And it does seem because she got that cupcake, like she has a little bit of favor with the third audience. So I'm very curious and hopeful for what she's going to be able to do with that over the course of the season.
2: Yeah. Many people have had birthday moments, uh, highlighted and few have turned it into as good play as she did.
0: I agree. But that's it. We got through it all, Pace Case. Next week, we're going to figure out, like I said, some way to truncate this because this is fucking insane. But tonight did deserve yeah. it. Tonight was a historic night.
2: Yeah, historical night.
0: Hats off to everybody involved with Golden Bachelor. It has been a pleasure to watch night one in every way except for Chippy. And the marketing has been absolutely perfect.
2: I'm going to tell everyone, everyone to watch it.
0: As am I. This is, this is, I think, the best Bachelor product that's ever been fucking made. Bachelor in Paradise is, you know, unfortunately, I think it's about where I expected it to be after last season. I thought maybe it would turn a corner, but no. But that's fine. All the effort's being put into Golden Bachelor, and it fucking shows. It's such a good goddamn show. I really, really love it. Uh, and Bachelor in Paradise, I do think, is going to have some very interesting shit happen, nonetheless, over the course of this season. I'm looking very forward to seeing what does happen to Rachel Reckia, What happens to Moines? I do want to see Hannah Brown and Katie Thurston back on sand. I'm I'm anxious mm-hmm. and, and curious to see what that's going to be. It looks like from the promos, Katie Thurston is hosting some kind of th- like a roast because one of them's doing a a joke at her expense. Like I'm not Rachel Reckia did a joke that's like looks like I'm not the worst Bachelor.
2: Wait, it was Reckia roasting her oh yeah <laughs>
0: so it does look like there's gonna be some interesting stuff I'm not looking forward to the poop Aww. baby but I will suffer through it and uh yeah that's where we stand
2: look I'm all about night ones having a redemption arc and it looks like poop baby's mother might be part of a 4TRR couple
0: oh my god and then they'll bring her back and make her have another poop baby like they did Aya Kanetti with the creamy Caesar and pissing in the sand 10 years oh from now oh my god at any rate that wraps up this Extended recap of both Golden Bachelor Episode 1, History is Made, and Bachelor in Paradise Season 9, Episode 1. Some histories were made, potentially, I suppose. Second Bachelor out on sand. I consider that historic.
2: First Golden Fimp.
0: First Golden Fimp. First Golden Kiss. First Golden Inauguration Speech. First Golden Rose Ceremony. First Golden everything. Uh, I cannot wait to cover the rest of the season with you, Pace Case. We hope you will join us for that. And we are going to have our... Uh, this week in Bachelor Nation will be out Tuesday. Digging Deeper will be out Monday. All of the Love is Blind episodes that are dropping, that have dropped by the time you're listening to this, uh, I'm going to be doing them over the course of this weekend in Clues Corner. So check that out on our Patreon. And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at?
2: It's been 7,859 days without an Asian Bachelor. Praise be, Dark Lord Palmer.
0: Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then...
2: Please
0: rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then...